Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Match Talk Podcast Network. You are now logged into War Up on the Whippeal, featuring your hosts, Greg Warnick and Jeff Upson. PA Power Wrestling. Power Wrestling. Pennsylvania is wrestling. Welcome into War Up on the WPIAL. Greg Warnock alongside Jeff Upson. And Jeff, you managed to somehow get a trip across the state of Pennsylvania through two different snowstorms. So it looks like it timed pretty perfectly for you. Yes, but we, you know, despite the fact that I could go all the way across the state to cover wrestling tournament, you still couldn't find the capabilities to come into the studio, aka my basement, to record this this podcast because it's there's a, a inch of snow on the ground. Okay, I can control my driving. I can't control what other people do. That's true. That's true. Well, this is, yeah, and I we apologize in advance for this. Greg and I are not together for the first time recording here, um, and it feels a little bit lonely down here in my basement of my house recording this by myself, but we're still going to try to give you one of the best shows there is around, especially concerning the WPIL. Absolutely we are, and you know what? Next week we'll, we'll make up for it. We'll make up for lost time. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, you know, in addition, I, I thought you were just pretty upset about all the Pirates and Steelers news from this week. I thought I need to give you some space, you know, for this week. I am I am depressed about all that. I mean, uh, it's it's just like one after the other. You know, it's just like nothing – there's no good news that comes out of Pittsburgh right now uh, in sports. It's just very unfortunate. Um, we could talk a whole hour about the Pirates and their lack of, of you know – an owner with a spine, but well, let's just let's just stick to wrestling. Well, thank God we have wrestling, and especially in the state of Pennsylvania, to turn to uh, when you have a, a team that's led by you know Nottingham Company. We at least have wrestling as the a better topic, I guess, to discuss. I, I agree with you, Greg. Well, let's look at the scores from week four and see where we're at as we head into the final week of subsection wrestling going on right now. In Triple A, subsection 1A, Plum Beat Woodland Hills 33-21, Armstrong over Gateway 52-22, and Kiskiari over Penn Hill 78-6. Kiskiari and Armstrong both at 4-0, Gateway 1-2, Plum 2-2, Penn Hills 0-3, Woodland Hills 0-4. Armstrong at Kiski for first this week. Plum is going to be at Gateway for third. The biggest news out of this subsection, though, Jeff, 
Isaac Reed will be back in the lineup. He'll actually be back tonight against Burrow. He had that blood clot. We talked about it earlier in the season, but he will be back in the lineup. What a huge pickup for Kiski area. And it couldn't have come at a better time for, for Chris Heater and, and company at Kiski area. I mean, this is just a huge uh, injection into the lineup to have a guy like Isaac Reed back in the lineup. I mean, that's a guy who's the top ranked wrestler in the state at heavyweight. He's, he's been, you know, he's been in all the big matches. He's going to get you bonus points on top of bonus points and bonus points. So this is a huge uh, boost to the Kiss Gary lineup, which we talked about, you know, when, if he was going to come back. Uh, so this is, this is really good news for them because there was a lot of question marks around uh, Isaac's health and whether he'd be able to, you know, actually compete this season, let alone in the, the team portion of it. So the fact that he's coming back and, oh, by the way, the night that they're they're wrestling Burrow's his uh, debut, which is I, I don't know if you've ever been to a Burrow Kiski match, oh. but it's I mean the roof comes off of that place it, it, wherever they are. It's 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 nuts, and I I kind of wish I was there right now, but um, we are going to be giving you the show instead, so it's it's a trade off. And you know what we talked about this whenever Reed uh, went down with the blood clot. It's a, essentially a nine to twelve point swing in those matches now because. He's likely, especially in those big matches, Seneca Valley, Waynesburg, Cannon McMillan, he's going to pick up falls for you in all of those matches where before you either might win a decision or lose a decision, and it's going to be tight, but you're probably, probably going to lose, but you may not give up six, and you may give up. So it's, like I said, a 9 to 12-point swing. It's huge for Kiski area. Well, and with how close these matches are, yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, if it's, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to propel them to the top team in the state. I, I don't think it will. But it, in terms of the the WPIL, yeah, it absolutely does. It, it puts them in a position where they're in a much better uh, jockeying position to, to take over as if they have Isaac Reed back in the lineup. And you look at how even these teams are between Waynesburg, Canemac, Seneca Valley and and Kiski. I mean, throw in Hempfield as well. Hempfield's quietly uh, making a, a surge for himself. So yeah, this is this is a big big time uh, boost for the Kiski area program, and I'm excited to see actually how they do against Burrow tonight. That's I mean, those are the two top returning teams in the WPI, one in AAA, one in Double A. This is this is a big time match. Slide down to subsection 1B. You mentioned Hemfield. They defeated Penn Trafford 71-3. to Luke Kemmerer beats Job Chisco in an uh, individual matchup 4-1 to in that one. Greensburg-Salem over Norwin 51-17. to Franklin Regional over Latrobe 38-31. And a part of that win, Zach McCann of Franklin Regional beats Gabe Willishell 6-4. I don't know if you watched that that match because uh, Westmoreland County Sports actually had that. Uh, which shout out to to Westmoreland County Sports because they just do a, a phenomenal job of of providing wrestling coverage. I, I tweeted out that we are spoiled out in this this part of the state to have uh, something like that because a lot of parts of the state don't. They, I mean, it's hard enough to to listen to a match on the radio or, or online, let alone actually see it. So um, hats off to them. But yeah, that match was wild. Gabe Wilshell is sort of, I mean, this is the way he wrestles. He wrestles in a way that uh, he sometimes gives up points. He's in a funky position, but Zach McCann wrestled him tough. And as you said, he was able to come out with a, a 6-4 decision, which, um, you know, was a, a big win for him. Franklin Angel still likely wins that match if it goes the other way, but it is still yeah, a huge win for McCann. Hempfield at 4-0, Greensburg-Salem 3-1, Latrobe and Franklin Regional both at 2-2, two two. Norwin 1-3, Penn Trafford 0-4. The match this week, Greensburg-Salem at Latrobe 
Latrobe wins. We have a three-way tie, but if Greensburg-Salem wins, they claim number two. Franklin Regional claims number three. Subsection 2A, Connellsville just squeaks by Thomas Jefferson, 35-34. Bell Vernon over Albert Gallatin, 52-18. West Mifflin over McKeesport, 50-24. And a result that uh, we missed earlier on in the season, Albert Gallatin over West Mifflin, 40-39. It was actually a 39-39 tie. Bell Vernon and Connellsville both at 4-0. Thomas Jefferson, 2-2. West Mifflin and Albert Gallatin, 1-3. McKeesport 0-4, Connellsville at Bell Vernon for first, West Mifflin at Thomas Jefferson for a three-way tie for third. Subsection 2B, Peters Township over Mount Lebanon, 48-23. Luke Stout beats Brandon Matthews in that match, 7-4. Upper St. Clair over Ringgold, 54-9. Bethel Park over Baldwin, 53-7. Peters Township, 4-0. Upper St. Clair, 3-1. Mount Lebanon, Bethel Park, both at 2-2. Ringgold, 1-3. Baldwin, 0-4. Upper St. Clair at Baldwin for a possible three-way tie for second place if Bethel Park can pull off the win. No real surprises in sub in uh, section 2, Jeff. No, nothing that nothing that really uh, you know, is something that jumps off at you. It's it's pretty pretty standard there. Subsection 3A Pine Richland over Knock 39-30, Butler over Highland 63-12, Seneca Valley over Mars 49-16, Seneca Valley 4-0, Mars and Butler Three and one, Pine Richland two and two, Knock and Highlands 0 and four. Butler at Seneca Valley for a three-way tie at the top. Mars at Pine Richland for a three-way tie for uh, for third place if they or second place rather, excuse me, if they can pull off the win and Butler loses to Seneca Valley. Subsection three B, Indiana over North Hills 33-32. Hampton over Fox Chapel 52-12. Hampton at four and zero. Oh. Shaler and North Allegheny two and one. Indiana two and two. Fox Chapel one and three. North Hills zero oh and four. Shaler at North Allegheny that will be for second place. Subsection four A. Cannon McMillan over Central Catholic 62-12. Waynesburg over Montour 71-3. Trinity over Chartiers Valley 56-14. Canamac at 4-0. Waynesburg, Trinity both at 3-1. Char Valley 1-3. Montour 1-3. Central Catholic 0-4. Cannon McMillan at Trinity. Trinity wins. They set up a three-way tie for first place. Subsection 4B, West Allegheny. 47, Newcastle 21, Moon over Blackhawk 54-24, Ambridge over Hopewell 42-30, West Allegheny and Moon both at 4-0, Blackhawk and Ambridge at 2-2, Hopewell and Newcastle both at 0-4, Moon at West Allegheny for first, Ambridge at Blackhawk for third. Not too many surprises in three or four either, to be honest with you. No. Slide down to double A now. Burgettstown over South Park 59-18. Burgettstown also over Avella 60-7. Chartiers Houston over Washington 50-18. Fort Cherry over South Park 52-12. Burgettstown a 4-0. Chart Houston 3-1. Fort Cherry 3-1. South Park and Avella 1-3. Washington 0-4. Chartiers Houston at Burgettstown. If uh, Chartiers Houston wins, that sets up a three-way tie for first place. 1B, Elwood City over Southside 36-34. Freedom over Laurel 64-6. Beaver over Central Valley 69-6. Freedom at 4-0. Beaver 3-1. Southside 2-2. Laurel 1-2. Elwood City 2-3. Central Valley 0-4. Beaver at Laurel. Freedom at Southside. Southside did beat Laurel this year, so they're likely the third-place finisher if Freedom and Beaver both prevail. Subsection 2A, Best Center over Bentworth, 51-21. Jefferson Morgan over Mapletown, 54-21. 
McGuffey over West Green, 72-10. McGuffey in best center at 4-0. Jefferson Morgan, 2-2. Bentworth and Mabletown, 1-3. West Green, 0-4. McGuffey at best center, wrestling for first. At best center, Jefferson Morgan has clinched third place. Subsection 2B, Mount Pleasant over Southmoreland, 43-24. Yawk over Fraser, 36-21. Derry over Elizabeth Ford, 51-19. Derry, 4-0. Elizabeth Ford and Mount Pleasant, both 3-1. Southmoreland and Yawk, 1-3. Fraser, 0-4. Derry at Mount Pleasant, wrestling for a three-way tie for first place if Mount Pleasant can pull off the upset. Subsection 3A, Avonworth over Carlington, 27-24. South Fayette over Keystone Oaks, 45-25. Quaker Valley over South Allegheny, 72-6. South Fayette and Quaker Valley both at 4-0. Keystone Oaks, 2-2. Carlington and Avonworth, 1-3. South Allegheny, 0-4. Quaker Valley at South Fayette for first place. Keystone Oaks at Carlington for a three-way tie for third if Carlington can win. Valley over Summit Academy, 53-24. Also, an earlier result we mentioned we missed last week, Burrow over Summit Academy, 78-0. So Burrow and Valley both at 2-0. Riverview, Summit Academy both at 0-2. Burrow at Valley for first, Summit Academy at Riverview for third. Not many surprises in AA either. Also, non-section, Riverview over York, 42-39. McGuffey over Chartiers, Houston, 74-6. Upper St. Clair over South Fayette, 35-30. And Waynesburg over Connellsville, 62-13. Speaking of AA, we mentioned South Fayette. They probably have the biggest match, Jeff, coming up here this week in AA. It's kind of the intriguing match we've talked about over the last couple weeks where Quaker Valley will come to South Fayette to wrestle for that subsection title just to see where Quaker Valley is on the AA scale. Yeah, I agree, and I'm excited to to talk to him about that, and you know what he's thinking when it when it comes to wrestling a team like Quaker Valley. We're excited to have Rick Schosser, the head coach of South Fayette, joining us now to talk about that matchup and more. Rick, thanks for joining us on War Up on the WPIAL. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You guys have uh, started off strong once again this year, and I feel like every time you and I talk, it's the same question about. How do you knock off Burl? So I'll save that question for a little bit for you. First thing I want to ask you actually is the subsection. You actually have a challenger here in Quaker Valley. Have you looked at their lineup a little bit? What are you expecting in your match uh, this coming week? Uh, I look for a tight match, uh, trying to figure out what they might do and uh, what we got to do to counter it. Um, it's it's going to be close. I know. I would assume it's going to be close based on what do- I've what we've looked into already whenever the season started did you expect quaker valley to be the force that they are at this point uh yeah they had most of their team was coming back and they have they have some quality wrestlers in the lineup and they added a couple new ones that uh we had seen come through the junior high ranks so we kind of figured that they were going to be they were going to challenge yeah, it's one of those teams where they've done so well uh, so far to this point, but they really haven't been challenged. So this is really a first test for them. Uh, for you guys, you've gotten a chance to wrestle some tougher teams. I know you had to duel with Upper St. Clair uh, in a tight one. Do you think that's gotten you ready for this point? Uh, I- 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, to be honest, we didn't wrestle very well that night. Um, I don't know what the issue was. I don't know if it's because my former coaches were coaching the other side. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Josh Malika. Yeah, my two assistants that I had for at Fort Cherry and Safayette for about seven years were over there, and so it was kind of a friendly grudge match. But uh, we knew that was going to be tough. We lost the toss, and that kind of hurt us. So we didn't get some of the matchups we wanted. You know, the all important toss sometimes. Right. Pretty much changed things around, and we had to take some chances and gambles, and they didn't really work out. Well, I know that uh, you're looking forward to this match. I'm sure it's what you're focusing on, but you know we talk about it every year. You know, how do you knock off Burrow? And it seems like they just continue to reload. They got a couple of really great freshmen uh, entering the fold this year. Have you looked at the team a little bit? And uh, you know, how do you match up with them this year? Uh, actually, I just was looking at them when you called. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to wrestle them this weekend at the Ultimate Duels. So. Um, We'll get a look at them there and then look more in-depth after that. Uh, is this your first year in the Ultimate Duels? Yes, and actually we weren't supposed to be, and we got canceled out of a tournament uh, this past weekend because of the weather, and uh, they called because they were looking at two teams, looking for two teams, and we were scheduled to wrestle Freedom on Monday, so Freedom's going to, to fill their – so they have six teams. It sounds like it's always a great tournament. Uh, has a lot of depth in Double A, and really, you get the feel for you know where you're at Double A wise at that tournament. Oh, definitely. I think our I think our kids, as I told them, I said we're, they're in for an eye opener. I believe. And, and coach, when you're you, when you're looking at the the team that you have right now, um, I, I'd say there's some seniors that are, are doing pretty well for you, but there's also some younger guys that are, are doing well. Uh, I look at a guy like Eli Brinsky and. Um, I think you know he's he's had a, a stellar season thus far. Um, what what do you attribute that that progression to? Uh, his work ethic in the room. He works he works really hard all the time. Uh, in the off season, he's put in some time in the weight room in the off season. Did some wrestling over the summer. Uh, not as much as I would like, because he plays football. But he's a, he's a pretty good football player too. So it's hard for me to tell him not to play, but. <laughs> Uh, he, he does an ex- does an excellent job in his work ethic. And, and one senior that seems like he's been around for forever. I feel like he's like a six year guy there, uh, Michael Cusick. And, and and talk a little bit about Michael. And and you know he's always been on the cusp. I always say that about him. And he's always been knocking on the door. Uh, what's it going to take for for him this year as a senior to to really knock that door down and, and make a you know make a statement. He somewhere along the line this year, I think he has to he has to knock off a name, so to speak. Um, he hasn't. That's one thing that he really hasn't done in his career is to win a match that he's not supposed to. Um, I know early in his career he was he was sucking a lot of weight because he couldn't make the lineup of where he probably should have been. Um, but 
this year he hasn't had to worry about weight. Um, he worked really hard in the off season. He started in April in the weight room and on the mat two, three days a week. Um, that's I think what he just needs is a, he needs a confidence boosting win somewhere down the line here. And uh, Rick, you mentioned obviously you guys are headed to the uh, Brookville Ultimate Duels. Do you feel like that's going to be a good barometer for where the WPIAL is as a whole? Uh, obviously, with you, Burrow, Freedom, you know the top teams we have to represent to see where we're at statewide. Oh, def- most definitely. I mean, if, if you look at, I mean, the last rankings that I looked at, you got Chestnut Ridge is in, the, is was two, I believe, and and Brookville and Reynolds and and um, and of course Burrow. I mean that's that's what probably five or six of the top teams in a state and in in one tournament. So uh, it's definitely going to see where we are and where the Whitfield is as a whole with freedom in there too. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, get a better outcome. Uh, you know, come postseason uh, in the state level. But it's always going to be fun watching you guys. Uh, you know, Russell and. Uh, the match against Quaker Valley should be a good one, but really Section 3 has, you know, between you, Quaker Valley, Burrow, and even Valley to an extent, Section 3 has been uh, it's pretty solid team-wise here this year in AA. Yeah, we uh, Keystone Oaks put a little scare into us. We, on uh, Friday, I don't think the kids, you know, they don't like to buy into what you tell them sometimes before <laughs> a match. And um, they were ready for us, and, and they put a scare into them, I believe, early in the match. We kind of seized control towards the end of it, but um, it was it was nip and tuck, so to speak, till about three quarters of the way through. So that kind of opened their eyes a little bit. Is that the wake up call you needed, especially with Quaker Valley coming up around the corner? Uh, we'll find out tomorrow night, I guess. We've <laughs> had a couple of days of practice. Uh, the weather kind of put us behind the eight ball. We missed a couple of days, but. Uh, uh, they worked hard the last two days, and uh, I guess only time will tell. Well, Rick, we appreciate you taking a few minutes out to uh, join us on the show. And best of luck not only this week, but as you head into the uh, postseason. Uh, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for having me. Thanks again to Rick Schosser to South Fed for joining us on the show. And uh, Jeff, he mentioned it uh, briefly, and we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but the Brookville Ultimate Duels really should be a good test. We, we Every year we talk about Burrow being in them, but now South Fayette and Freedom being in them as well. It's going to be interesting to see how that tournament shakes out. Yeah, and that's always a, a precursor to what we're going to see uh, a few weeks after this at, at Hershey when the team duels. Uh, it's actually pretty interesting to see the dynamics there because you have – uh, a lot of the top teams that are going to be eyeing a, a PIAA state championship going at it. So uh, it, it's always a, a fun event. And also their match against Quaker Valley this coming week uh, should be a good test for them as well. Yeah, and as you said, Quaker Valley, I mean, they haven't really faced a, a really tough task yet like South Fayette. But, um, you know, as as Coach said, it's it's going to be a, sort of a, a chess match a little bit with their matchups because – they're, they have their hammers, as he said. There's there's some hammers there, and um, you know they're going to have to exploit some of their holes. So it, it's going to be a little bit of a chess match, and I'm excited to see who comes out on top. This past weekend, we made a mention to it at the very beginning of the show. You traveled across the state to escape the rock. Number of WPIAL schools represented at that tournament was it? Did it live up to the billing? 
Oh, it, it always does. It, it always does. And, and that is despite not having North Allegheny there. Uh, they had to pull out late because uh, of a skin issue, but they were they were unable to, to make the trip out. But we still had a ton of uh, WPIL schools there. We had Cannon Mac, Bell Vernon, a couple guys uh, from from uh, outside of, of the big name schools. You had Frazier uh, and Thane Lawrence and Ian Edenfield from Laurel Highland. So uh, overall, it, it was just a, a really good tournament through and through. Let's go ahead and get uh, break it down weight class by weight class at 106 pounds. The WPIAL had one medalist. That was Jimmy Baxter of Cannon McMillan. He finished in fifth place. Yeah, and I needed to see a good tournament out of Jimmy Baxter, and he definitely produced that uh, at the ETR. He was able to come out uh, with a, a good win, actually two wins, over a ranked wrestler, Robert Lawler from Father Judge. He was able to uh, defeat him in the early rounds. He actually pinned him. Uh, and both times he's wrestled him. He wrestled him in the fifth place bout uh, and pinned him. He only lost to Nate Lackman 7-2. He was in that match. Um, so, And he had a big win over a ranked wrestler from Council Rock North, Kyle uh, Hauserman. So I was impressed with the way Jimmy wrestled. He seems to be into his own right now. And, um, you know, it, it's a good time to start that with uh, the team portion coming around the corner. 113 and 120 pounds. The WPIL did not have a medalist at the tournament, but 126 pounds, they certainly did. And it was a runner-up finish for Logan Macri of Cannon McMillan. He had a great tournament, I thought, throughout, but he ends up getting tech-followed in the finals by Pat Glory of Del Barton, New Jersey. Pat Glory, for some of you folks who may not know him, he's actually a guy who beat Gavin Teasdale uh, right before the season started, so he is one heck of a wrestler, uh, but he takes it to Macri here in the final. Yeah, and actually, uh, Glory, after the match, was upset with himself. He thought he didn't wrestle well, um, and, and you know he defeats Pat or, uh, Logan Macri, 18-2 to two in, in six minutes, he, he tech-followed him. But uh, Logan had a great tournament overall. I mean, and remember, he's competing at, at 126, where we know he's going to be at 120 for the postseason. Um, but he beat Mason Franks from Collinsville 2-1, which was a, a good win for him. Mason Franks is a returning state qualifier, uh, ranked top 10 in the state. And then he had a, a tough match with Kenny Herman from Bethlehem Catholic, a returning state medals. He defeats him 3-2 in the semifinals. So... Um, for a guy who's wrestling up a weight, I mean, he still looks, I mean, he looks big. He does. He looks like a 26 pounder. So, um, you know, just imagine him at 20, like we saw him at Powerade. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought Logan had a good, good tournament. He's going to want to forget that match with, with Pat glory, but th- that's nothing to hang your hat on. I mean, he's Pat glory's he, there's a reason he's number one in the nation. You also mentioned Mason Franks. He also gets on the award podium. He finishes in fourth place. Good tournament for Mason. Yeah, and, and I'm just continued to be impressed with the way Mason Franks has, has wrestled this year. As I mentioned on the last week episode, he had a, a nice win over Ed Scott at the Powerade Tournament, but he also picked up some quality wins uh, this weekend at Excape the Rock. He beat Jagger Condomitti from Northampton, who's a freshman. He beat him 5-3, um, and his, his only loss other than Macri was uh, to Patrick Noonan from Stroudsburg, who's who's a sophomore and a returning state qualifier. So, um, yeah, Mason Franks definitely uh, had a good good performance here. 138 pounds is your next WPIO medalist as no one gets on the award stand at 132. But at 138, it was Tim Risco of Cannon McMillan. He finishes in seventh place. Yeah, and Tim Risco is a guy who, um, you know, he's he's been on the bubble, so to speak. He's He's been in that top 20 uh, range and rankings. He's had some 
good wins. He's had some sort of some head scratcher losses that he's took, but um, he definitely turned it on at Escape to Rock. I would say uh, I was thoroughly impressed with the way he wrestled, especially in the seventh place match against uh, Caesar Fountain from Father Judge, who in his own right knocked off some some top quality guys. Uh, but Tim Tim has uh, has some quality wins here at Escape to Rock. He only lost to River Curtis from Battlefield three one. Um, and as I said, he had that nice win. Uh, it's actually a 12-2 major decision over Caesar Fountain. So he's he's definitely going to move up in the rankings just based on that performance. 145 pounds. WPIL does not get a medalist, but at 152, they do. It's an eighth-place finish for Thane Lawrence of Frazier. Probably a disappointing tournament for him. He was a top seed coming in, and he ends up losing in the quarterfinals to Luca Frenzy of Bethlehem Catholic 5-3, and then he ended up injury defaulting out. So first and foremost, how is he health-wise, Jeff? And then was he pretty upset about that loss in the quarters? Yeah, I mean, I think he was he was upset with that match against Luca Frenzy, and Luca Frenzy ha- had himself a tournament. Um, you, you know, he he's just I, I swear you can be deep in a, a in a leg on Luca, and he finds a way to score. It's it's kind of crazy where you know guys have were in on shots where ninety nine percent of the time they finish that shot, and he was able to just drape over and um, you know turn the corner, and it would just just made it look easy, but, uh, Thane, yeah, that was a tough match for him. He actually gave up a, a locked hands penalty and an escape and sent it into overtime. And then you could just tell the momentum was going in, in uh, frenzy's direction. Uh, Thane, Thane looked a little bit, a little bit winded there. Um, and, and I mean, the escape rocks, uh, one of the toughest tournaments in the nation for a reason. So, um, you know, he loses to him, but then he comes back and, and beats Dan, uh, Mancini from O and J Roberts. He beats him four one. But then, as you said, he does medical forfeit out, uh, precautionary. I don't think it's anything major. Um, you know, he was being evaluated by staff there and, um, I don't, I don't think it's anything too concerning, but, um, I'm sure he, he's going to come back hungry to, to really, you know, solidify himself as one of the top wrestlers in the state. 160 pounds we'll talk about the two finalists in just a second but there was another wpio medalist and that was the eighth place finisher for casper hinkley of connellsville yeah and this was a, a surprising finish for for him um i'm sure a lot of people didn't expect him to to be in the top eight here but he had himself a, a good tournament i mean he loses uh, to Ron Miller from Battlefield in the second round, but then knocks off three straight wins, including a really nice win over Cal Halliday from Southern Columbia, a guy who's ranked top 20 in the state right now in Double uh, A, but he beats him 7 5. Uh, I was actually Matt's side for that match, and, and he looked. He looked pretty confident in that match. Uh, he did lose his next two matches to, to some ranked wrestlers. But for a guy who wasn't even in the conversation to, to be in, a, in the state rankings um, and just barely in the regional rankings, Casper Hinkle had, had himself a, a really impressive tournament. So this is probably going to move. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Give him up. Yeah, it puts him on the map for sure and uh, not able to catch some people by surprise, perhaps. 
Well, 160 was where the WPIAL had a pair of finalists. Zach Hartman of Bell Vernon defeats Garrett Ninehouse of Cannon McMillan 5 to nothing. These two wrestled a power rate. Hartman controlled the match. Was it more of the same here in this one? Yeah, it was it was definitely more of the same. Um, Hartman was unable to to get to his turns from the top position, but he was able to control the action um, really from from all three positions. Uh, after a scoreless first period, Hartman escapes and then earns a takedown. Um, and then Garrett wisely takes neutral in the third period because he didn't want to go underneath uh, Zach. And um, Zach then adds on another takedown to close it out 5 nothing. But uh, it was a dominating performance for Zach, even though it was, it was only 5 nothing, um, which is really uh, impressive for him just considering the fact Garrett is a returning Escape the Rock finalist and a champion there uh, as a freshman. So you had a, a sophomore coming in, returning champion, and he's a, the second seed. Obviously, Hartman owns a win over him, but that's just that's really impressive for for Hartman. Um, and I got a chance to talk to him after the finals, and he seems pretty confident. He seems pretty uh, mellow and just is you know not really under pressure. He looks calm, cool, and collective out there on the mat. Um, so I, I think he's securing his spot uh, at the top of the whip wheel, and, and really he's he's going to be challenging for a state title. You look at these two, and they're likely spearheaded towards a WPIAL final match, so it could be a third time they would wrestle one another if they don't wrestle in the uh, team championships here coming up. What does Ninehouse then need to do to kind of close that gap on Hartman? Because we mentioned before this past weekend that he really needed to figure out a way to close the gap a little bit, and he really didn't do that to this point. So what do you think he needs to do? Well, I, I think he needs to get more confidence from bottom. I, I think, you know, any of the, the top wrestlers in the state are going to tell you if you can't escape from the bottom, you know, that that's that's problem number one. So, I, you know, I know you don't want to play to a guy's strengths, but, um, you know, you have to be able to escape from bottom. Uh, any high-quality wrestler is going to tell you that. Um, so I, I think Garrett just needs to – he needs to get to his attacks. I mean, he's he's really good from his feet. He just needs to trust himself. Um, you know, we saw that power rate. He was he was losing in the – I believe it was the third-place match. He was losing, and then in the last 30 seconds, he gets three takedowns. Um, you know, he, he's – when he turns it on, he's on. He just – he has to have that confidence to pull the trigger. So it's going to be really difficult for him to do that now that Hartman owns two wins over him. Um, you know, he's, he's not going to be coming in with confidence because he lost to him twice before, but he's got to trust his offense because he has it. He just needs to, to, you know, let it fly, especially now that he's not really going to have anything to lose, uh, against Hartman. So if he's able to, to work something on bottom and earn that escape, that's going to frustrate. That's, that's a, you know, that's a win for him. And that's small, you know, small battles and small victories along the way are are what's really going to change the, the dynamic of the match. So if he can get an escape and get to his offense, it's a whole different match. 170 pounds. Scott Joel of Belvern lives up to his seed. He finishes in third place. We were looking forward to his potential matchup with Gage Garcia, and they did have it. And Garcia ends up winning that match seven to three. Was it closer than the score indicates, or did Garcia control that match? Um, you know, it it wasn't actually as close as as the score would indicate. I mean, it was a seven three match, but Scott just. I mean, he had. Then I don't want to. He had a great tournament, so we're going to get to that in a second. But this match in particular, uh, he just didn't have the right game plan. And I, you know, you could see uh, Coach Doppelhauer in the corner saying, "Scott, I told you to set it up." He wasn't setting up his shots. He was he was rushing his shots a little bit, um, and he wasn't getting to his fakes or his setups. 
And Gage Garcia just capitalized on that. You know, he was scoring off of, um, you know, Scott's shots. He was reshotting, uh, and he was count. You know, his caught in our offense was was really on point. So he gets a takedown early. Then Scott Joel escapes. Uh, he escapes again in the second. But then Gage Garcia is in on another takedown. And then the third period, there was a lot of uh, blood time. I, I think Gage had I forget what it was. He had bloody something. Uh, but he adds on another takedown at the end. So, um, you know, Scott was small adjustments. If he could make small adjustments in that match, um, it's going to be a lot closer. But in getting to his performance, I mean, I don't want to downplay the way he wrestled because he wrestled really, really good the entire weekend. In fact, he beat Luke Nichter from Chambersburg, um, who who I had ranked top five in the state coming into this tournament uh, ahead of Scott Joel. He's a returning state medalist. He's a sophomore from Chambersburg. But Scott Joel was able to defeat him in a third place bout 5-1 in pretty convincing fashion. He looked really good out there. So, um, yeah, Scott's he's on another level, another level um, as he has been in years past. I mean, he's he's never made it to a state tournament, and he finds himself he's going to be ranked number two in the state most likely um, after this week. So uh, definitely a good performance for him despite that loss to Gage Garcia. 182 pounds, Tim Wallace with Albert Gallatin finishes in third. Yeah, and you know Tim Wallace, uh, you know he's he's going to say he had a, a bad tournament, but I, I think he had a good one. Uh, he lost to, to Ryan uh, Carley from from Malvern Prep and uh, Caroli. I'm sorry, Caroli, and um, you know that was a match he, he's going to want back big time because if you watch that on film, uh, he was the better wrestler. I would say, just in my unbiased opinion, watching that match, uh, he was the aggressor, and um, Carley was able to score a. a a five-point throw. He got a takedown and turned him to his back and uh, nearly pinned. I-, I thought for sure Tim was was pinned. Um, I'm not sure how the ref didn't call the fall, but uh, then Tim was able to earn it a, a reversal and then just push the the pace and the action for the entire third period. Um, unfortunately, he was not able to to uh, get you know make any headway with that. So uh, a, definitely a disappointing match for him. I know he wanted to to really. Um, cement himself and get to the the finals but he does as you say bounce back and take third in in a a tough weight class 195 pounds wpio does not have a medalist 220 pounds they had a champion ian edenfield of laurel highlands ends up winning the title and a solid tournament throughout for ian yeah and and we're going to get a chance to talk to ian a little bit and i was able to talk to him uh after his his victory on sunday and and he's poised man he's he's very calm cool and collective in terms of he's, he's like zach hartman in that sense he knows what he's there to do uh he was third at that tournament last year he's a state runner-up he, he's been to these big tournaments he's been all around the the country competing so uh ian's ready and it certainly showed uh defeating a tough trent ragland in the finals um and, and that was a match that he was in on about 10 shots before he com- uh converted on a takedown so he was in that match he seems like all his matches come pretty close uh, but he, he's pretty confident wrestling in overtime and tiebreaker. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk to Ian. Yeah, he is on the line. We'll be talking to him in just a moment. But 285 pounds, WPIO with a fifth-place medalist, and that was Corey Dodson of Albert Gallatin. Yeah, and Corey Dodson, again, had, had a, a good tournament. He had a, a good Powerade tournament uh, before, and, and now he had a, a good Escape to Rock tournament. And, um, you know, he had some some – 
some good wins, but he had some some losses you probably like to forget. He lost to Connor Fulmer from Southern Columbia. I believe that was in tiebreaker, and that was a a tough two one decision. So um, you know, heavyweight, it's th- those are those are normal occurrences. So he's you know he's gonna he's gonna have to get used to wrestling in those kind of matches. And um, you know he's he's the reason why he's top ten in the state, and that's because you know he's able to grind out wins. We mentioned, uh, we teased to it just a moment ago, Ian Edenfield of Laurel Highlands. He is kind enough to join us here on War Up on the WPIAL. Ian, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. Well, Ian, you uh, were able to get a big win over the um, past weekend and escape the rock. How did it feel to finally get on the top of the podium and get that championship? Um, It felt great. It was what I wanted. I told my dad at the beginning of the week that's, we, we're going up there, and I'm going to get that belt. It didn't matter how how I wrestled. I mean, I'm going to work as hard as I can, and I'm going to win that belt. Well, going in as the uh, top seed, did you feel any pressure at all at the tournament? Um, a little bit. I knew some of the kids just from previous tournaments. Iron Man and Beast. Like the Raglan kid who I wrestled in the finals, he was in my bracket at Beast. He placed ahead of me, and I've seen the new guy kid from Virginia. So, I mean, I knew they were tough, and I'd have some tough matches. but And I felt a little nervous, but I still got, I felt like I got the job done. And, Ian, I've been fortunate enough to see you uh, on multiple occasions this year, um, and and you seem to be getting better with every tournament. Uh, Do you feel like that – is that a confidence thing or is that a conditioning thing? You just feel – it seems like to me that you're just – you're gaining more confidence. You're looking more comfortable out there uh, each each and every week. Is is that something um, that you're contributing that to to confidence? Uh, Yeah, I'm getting more confident in my shots. more comfortable on top and it's also more of a conditioning thing too i've been getting in a lot more shape been able to wrestle all three periods and even the overtime matches being able to wrestle in overtime and not feel gassed out you know and and ian i've had a lot of people talk to me about your special case in the sense that you know you're on you're on your own basically uh and you know your dad and i've had a lot of conversations about this but can you give us some insight to what it's really like to be sort of like you're you're basically like an unattached wrestler just going to open tournaments almost um you know is it weird not having a team and competing in duels um is that you know is that something you're used to by now um yeah, I've never really had a team, even in junior high. I went to a school down the street that doesn't have a high school program anymore, and they didn't have a junior high team then. So in elementary, uh, there was no really, like, dual teams. So unless you were on, like, Team Pennsylvania's or the Virginia Beach teams. But, so I mean, I'm kind of used to it. It's, it's kind of just, like, used to, like, like kind of youth and junior high wrestling where I'm just traveling with my dad every weekend and going to wrestle. Do you, do you feel like maybe there's, I mean, a little bit less pressure? Cause I, I know like other teams are talking with, uh, you know, the, their big name schools that they're, they're trying to win team tournaments. They're, they're doing all that. And it seems, you know, obviously you're just focused on, on you right now. Um, does that alleviate some pressure from you? And you just feel like, you know, you can focus on Ian uh, and what's best for you. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's not really, there's no pressure for 
happen in the win. I mean, I obviously want to win, but that's like my that's my whole goal is to just go out and win and compete every time. But after states last year, all the nerves really kind of got out of me, so I'm not really nervous anymore. I mean, you you spent one season injured, right? Your sophomore season, you were injured. Um, so you missed an entire year basically, um, of that. And then you come out sort of out of nowhere. I mean, I, I, you know, I obviously knew who you were, but there was a lot of people that said, you know, who is this guy and where's Laurel Highlands? What is that? Um, you know, last year you stormed into the state finals and actually you, you were pretty, pretty darn close to, to winning that match. Is that something that now you feel like, uh, when you go back to Hershey, You've been there. The, the nerves are gone because you've you've already been in the big stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking to go up there. Last year I was passive in the finals. Didn't take as many shots as I wanted to. Didn't want, didn't get in my shots as I wanted to. But this year, I mean, the whole goal is just going to these big tournaments is preparing me for a state tournament. I mean, these big... Not nothing against my bracket, but these big tournaments are maybe tougher than my state bracket. So that's why I get this competition to get ready for the state tournament at the end of the year. I'm glad you brought that up, Ian, because we've talked to other wrestlers like Gavin Teasdale, and he's mentioned that tournaments like the Power Rate, as an example, are tougher than what he the tougher competition wise than what you see at the state tournament would you agree with his sentiment as far as some of these top tier tournaments yeah that's that's mainly why we do that is just to get me prepared for that season run making the state title run yeah you mentioned your state run last year you mentioned your state run last year do you feel like uh you caught some people by surprise and now you're not going to be able to do that here this year um, yeah, I mean, I think I did that first match when I wrestled a kid who had one loss all year and it was the regional finals where he was kind of caught off guard and I beat him and everyone's kind of like, Oh, better watch out. And I mean, I wrestled Doyle. I didn't, I did not wrestle Doyle. Actually, I was in the escape the rock bracket with him last year. So he kind of knew who I was and. I've wrestled Dugan before and when I was little and younger. So, One guy I'm sure you're glad is not in your bracket uh, any longer is going to be Ben Golden. You guys have uh, sparred a lot uh, here this season. Yeah, <laughs> three times. Now, Ian, does that, does that make you feel a little bit more? I mean, like, as Greg said, you've wrestled some of the toughest guys in the nation. As ben Golden, he's one of them. Um, and like you said, no disrespect to the state bracket, but you're, you're battle tested for a guy who doesn't have a team. You're pretty much battle tested. Um, and, and I know we talked about this, uh, Sunday at escape the Rocky in, but you know, you kind of have a target on your back now. So now it goes from sort of the underdog, you know, the Cinderella story to, Hey, you're the top guy. I mean, you know, you're the number one ranked guy in the state. People are gunning for you. Do you sort of, you enjoy that, uh, people coming after you? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun to see which guy's going to try and knock me off and who's going to say, oh, I'm going to beat Ian. I want to beat Ian. But that's why, I mean, again, that's why we go to these big tournaments is to get me prepared for to see who, who like, wants to wrestle me, who, who wants to knock me off, and who's going to be that guy that wants to beat me in the state finals. So I'll be prepared for that in the postseason. 
And, and Ian, until the postseason, is there anything – I know we talked Sunday. Is there, is there anything else that you have on the schedule? I know it's sort of, you know, fly by the seat of your pants with the schedule and everything. It sort of just kind of happens. Uh, but do you have anything else you got coming up until the individual postseason? So then outside of that tournament, Ian, um, where do you usually go to practice? You know, what, uh, you know, what kind of, what can you do to kind of make your staying in shape and ready for the postseason? Um, lifting, I'm going to be definitely be lifting a lot until the post, like towards the, uh, as it gets closer to the postseason, but, um, definitely running, uh, hills. A lot of hills and <laughs> tread and treadmill. A lot of treadmill work and uh, a lot of heart rate spike sprints. Um, and just wrestling with my cousin Drew, and my dad, and trying to get another rooms towards the end of the year after the dual meet season's over, and trying to wrestle with some of these other guys. Well, uh, we appreciate you joining us here today, Ian, and best of luck as you uh, get ready for the postseason. We look forward to uh, seeing how it all turns out for you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks to Ian Enfield for joining us on the show. And, it's you know, Jeff, it's kind of interesting how he talks about his training schedule and, you know, what he has to do. And, you know, being a one-man team, it's – he somehow, some way, finds a way to get into shape and be ready for the postseason. It's remarkable. You know, I give him a lot of credit. He and his dad, uh, Chris Edenfield, uh, they they have you know they've spent a lot of time in the car, traveling all across the nation to to get the best competition, paying a lot of money out of their own pockets to to get them get Ian where he needs to be. So uh, it's pretty incredible what he's been able to accomplish just you know to this point i know he wants to accomplish a lot more but it's pretty incredible his story um you know and i always i love the way he wrestles he's he's always he's never going to take a break he's never you know he, he's never out of a match he's always just go 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 and you know he's tired but he's still pushing himself beyond his limits and uh love the love the way he wrestles so uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what he can do again in the postseason the Burgestown tournament was also this past weekend featuring a lot of WPIAL schools. Just some news and notes uh, from around the tournament. 113 pounds, I think one result that uh, kind of stuck out to me was Shane Kemper of Burgestown, the freshman, pinning Freddie Howard of Elizabeth Forward, the senior. Yeah, and obviously you don't see that very often, but you know, at 113, it's a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a younger normally uh weight class, but that was definitely a, a good win for the for the the freshman going against the senior, and then he he had a he had a good match with Nick Onia from Pottsville, uh, returning state qualifier. He loses to him five two, but not a not a bad performance for for Shane. One hundred and thirty two pounds. We talked about Nick Candelore uh, and his injury. He is back in action, and he uh, ends up picking up a tight win over Ben Yantek of Bethel Park in the quarters, but then a tech fall and a fall to win it all. Yeah, and like I said, that that early match was his toughest match against Ben Yantic from from Bethel, and uh, he pretty much just turned it on and destroyed Ryan Dawson sixteen nothing, and uh, had a nice fall over PJ Smith from Burgerstown in the final. So he seems to be back and healthy. 
Cardinal World North Catholic, we mentioned uh, not doing much on the team side of things, but uh, they do have some individuals. Matt Ferraro had a good tournament for North Catholic at 138. He had a fall, a decision, and then a fall to get to the finals before losing 3 nothing to Tommy Kyle of Upper St. Clair. 145 pounds, Grant Walnoa also had a uh, solid tournament, three falls to win the title there. Meanwhile, at 170 pounds, Jason Montgomery of Bethel Park, Cole Painter of Pottsville, they uh, wrestled one another, and Montgomery comes out on top in the final 4-3. Yeah, I'm actually, and I was curious to know why Jason Montgomery was not the top seed here, uh, considering he is a returning state medalist uh, from Bethel Park. Cole Painter was a regional placer. He, he did not make it to the state tournament uh, last year, but... Uh, Painter's down to 170. I think this was the first time he was down there. He's been at 182 most of the season. So, uh, and Montgomery struggled. You know, we saw him in the Powerade just, you know, give a, a – it was a bad loss to Scott Joel in that, that uh, third-place bout. He he gave up a major decision. But um, Jason does come out on top here, 4-3 over Cole Painter. Uh, so that sets him up nicely going into the postseason. 220 pounds, Jake Slinger of Upper St. Clair Solid tournament, uh, really good primer for him for the Alleghenies coming up this weekend. Three falls to win the title at 220. Yeah, and Jake's a guy who was ranked as high as number two in the state. Um, you know, he's had some losses uh, along the way, but he clearly is, uh, you know, doing something right. He's get, he gets two first-period falls and then a fall in the finals over, over Riley Kemper from Burgerstown, another young wrestler from Burgerstown. He's only a sophomore. Uh, the slinger himself is, is an underclassman as a junior, but, um, yeah, good, good showing for Jake. The upcoming wrestling action this weekend, the Allegheny County Tournament is the big one featuring a lot of WPIAL schools and some City League schools as well. Uh, We mentioned Slinger uh, for Upper St. Clair. He will be in action for that tournament. Really, the last tournament, I think, before you start to look at more of the team stuff and the individual tournaments like this kind of start to scale off over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's you know that's sort of how it always happens, and you know we do have some some other tournaments coming up in the future. I know the the Thomas tournament is always a, a good tournament that that a lot of tough wrestlers that, that are going to go to uh, in a few weeks. But yeah, overall it's it's winding down so to speak, and and we're starting to see teams jockeying for for top positions going into the team portion of the postseason. So. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how things shake out because right now there's a lot of unknowns, especially in the WPIL. You look at Dubway, you have Burrow and Derry. You know, those two seem to be on a collision course, but some other teams, can they really fight and, and make a, a case that they belong? Um, and then in AAA, as we said, Isaac Reed coming back for Kiski, that's huge. Uh, that's going to pay dividends down the road. Um, but it's really a kind of a four four horse race if you will for the the triple a portion of that with uh waynesburg canon mac kiski uh, seneca valley and kiski there so i think we're going to start seeing the the chips fall into place here um and isaac reed coming back for kiski's is uh, definitely a, a big play in their favor so mention the allegheny county tournament wrestling action will begin on friday and that will begin at noon on Friday, wrestling ends right around 6 p.m. Uh, is what they're looking at, and then wrestling gets back underway on Saturday at 10 a.m. 
semifinals are set for 11 a.m. The consolation finals are scheduled for 4 o'clock with the Parade of Champions at 5.45 and the finals at 6 o'clock. That's all at Fox Chapel High School. Also, another big tournament going on this weekend. We've already talked about it a couple of different times, the Brookville Ultimate Duels. And that should be a lot of fun. Uh, you just mentioned with the AA schools. Does South Fayette, does Freedom climb into the mix? We talked about Burr. We talked about Derry. Wonder how Quaker Valley does against South Fayette here this coming week. So you you talk a lot about Burrow and them being the number one team. Can they separate themselves? And for Burrow, they want to see where they're at on the team side for the state championships. Obviously, they want to win an OWPI title, but they want to see where they're at on the state side of things. So... Brookville Ultimate Duels is the test of all tests to see where they're at. Yeah, and I, I love the the Brookville Ultimate Duels. A lot of uh, you know highlight matches that you see. You got Brookville Reynolds, uh, as you said, Burrow, but Chestnut Ridge is there as well. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a fun tournament to see. And as we mentioned, it's a prelude to really the, the what's to come next um, because we're going to see a lot of these teams competing for. For individual uh, team titles at their respective districts, but also, um, you know, a PIAA title potentially, especially Reynolds. Reynolds is the the top ranked uh, team in the state right now in Dubway, but Chestnut Ridge is is not far behind. And Burl, as you said, this is this is going to be a really tough task for them. Uh, for you know, in, in terms of where they are in the the state, and I know Coach Shields last year um, he had a lot of uh, guys injured, but. This year, if they can stay healthy, they're they're going to compete with with some of these these better uh, better named schools like Reynolds and Brookville. These, these are these are going to be some fun matches. Yeah, Corey Christie gets his first appearance at the Brookville Ultimate Duels this coming weekend. Boy, I sure hope so. As long, no freak accident happens before and now and and then, but yeah, I'm hoping that he's able to to compete up there. And, and all the 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 borough wrestlers are um, after they compete against Kiski tonight, which uh, I can't wait to see see how that plays out. Next week, we'll have a full recap of that match as well as many others. We have week five, the final week of subsection wrestling. We'll have the brackets for you for the section championship, so we'll be breaking those down. And then we'll also be looking at the Brookville Ultimate Duels in the Allegheny County Tournament. If you want any of the wrestling action, make sure you stay with our website at PA Power Wrestling. We will have updates for you from around those tournaments. We will also be uh, looking ahead as well with the rankings now is the time to look at those rankings. Team, especially in double A, we're going to get a pretty clear picture for double A rankings, but team and individuals, we'll be updating them as we always do every week. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. And uh, looking forward to seeing how things shake out. And there's going to be a lot of good wrestling going on this weekend. So uh, hopefully the, the snow holds off for a lot of people and everyone gets to where they need to go safely. And, uh, you know, maybe next week you actually can make it into the studio and uh, compete or not compete come here and actually uh you know help out in, in the in live you i think you missed me i think that's why you're so bitter yeah i mean that's definitely part of it i mean there's there's no question i missed you a little bit but you know i did just turn 30 so i mean uh, maybe i'm having my midlife crisis is that is it too early to have a midlife crisis just a little bit i think okay all right well it is what it is you just turned 30 welcome to the club yeah well you know, I'm not happy to be here, but I'm here nonetheless. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be fun this upcoming weekend and, and next week. I'm, I'm hoping the I, I even shoveled out my driveway for you, expecting you to be here. But 
Um, actually, by the time I, I shoveled it to now, I think there's probably two inches of snow, so it was kind of pointless, but at least I tried. Well, first of all, I never park in your driveway. Second of all, if there's two inches of snow, that tells you right there that it was probably a smart decision for me not to come today. You're, you're right. Safety comes first. You're right. That's right. Some some poor police officer is going to have to take a report for you in the cold. And, you know, I've been there before. It's it's not fun. So it's better that you stay at home. So. See, I could have came, and then from there you could have been the police officer who had to give the report. Yeah, and then you really would have made me mad. So not only would I have <laughs> had to do a, a podcast with you, I'd have to you know do a report for you. But re- regardless, uh, next week we're looking forward to, to recapping everything that happens this weekend. Um, and as Greg said – checking out the rankings uh the team rankings are shaking up and individual rankings are as well as guys are coming down to their postseason weights so it's it's a fun time here at this part of the season you know that mid to end end of january where uh things really start to heat up I want to thank our guests uh, rick shoster from south fayette the head coach there as well as ian edenfield of laurel highlands for joining us on the show and again uh, make sure you join us next week on war up on the wpiaL as we'll have a full recap for you and we'll look ahead to the next week from my broadcast partner jeff upson i'm greg warnock thanks for listening in to war up on the wpiaL